Welcome to the one and only Interior Design Book Podcast. Decorating by the Book, hosted by Susie Chase from her dining room table in New York City. Join Susie for conversations about the latest and greatest interior design books with the authors who wrote them. My name is Hilton Carter, and my latest book is called The Living Wild. Hilton Carter, plant and interior stylist, designer, photographer, filmmaker, artist, and author, you are the guide on my journey in greenery, and you were my premier guest on the very first episode of this podcast, so welcome back. It's good to be back. It's so awesome to have you. So when we chatted last time, your daughter Holland was 14 days old and (laughs) you were exhausted. Of course. (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) that was the case. Uh, Yeah, a lot of that is a blur at this point in time. She'll be 19 months uh, next week. Oh my God, she is darling. And I just want to tell everyone, she's interspersed throughout this book. And did you ever think you would be writing a chapter about styling a child's room? (laughs) Well, I figured if I was lucky enough to have uh, kids myself, that if I was going to tell folks how to style their homes with plants or how to care for plants at one point in time, if I had a child, um, I would probably also introduce them to what works for me, for plants that can go into a, a child's room or uh, the best sort of looks when it comes to plants in the child's room. So I didn't really think about it, but I figured it might be something that uh, would fall into my path one day. So you write about how over the years you've taught us how to keep our plants happy and thriving, leading with your passion for plant care. Now for you, it's time. It's time for you to show us the artistry of plant styling and how the right design choices can transform a space and bring a sense of contentment and happiness. So how is this book different from the last? Well, I think the first three, Wild at Home being the, the first, was a introduction for those who weren't familiar with me and my journey. So I walk you through how I kind of fell into the whole thing. And, um, and I talk to you about some of the plants that I love and how to care for them, propagating a few little DIY projects. The second book was a book that showcased the green loving community. Others like me and how they across the world tend to their plants and how their spaces feel and look and hearing about how they started in their journeys and greenery. And then my my thoughts on perfect plants for particular rooms uh, in your home and places that kind of make you feel special and relaxed and uh, wild, let's say. So some of the most, I would say, lush and luxurious conservatories, botanical gardens, restaurants, things that are full of plants, those things. And that's and that was Wild Interiors. And Wild Creations was basically a, a walk through all of these sort of hacks and DIY projects that most of us could do while at home during the pandemic. I think that's how that book was birthed. Like, here are care guides for you to understand what you should do. In Wild Creations, I'll say, I have a whole section plant rants. Talk about your plant rants. It was basically brought about because during my first book tour for Wild at Home, I felt like there were a lot of individuals who had fell into the, I want to have plants and I want them now. And I want this look that you have inspired me to create in my home. And I want to have as many plants as possible to create that and to feel immersed and comfortable surrounded by plants, yet 
no one had taken the right steps to understand what those plants needed to thrive in their homes. And there were so many people who were just like, I have a hundred plants. I have 200 plants. I have... They, were, they were just kept throwing out numbers of how many plants they had as if that number would, I guess, solidify them as a green thumb award winner. Right. <laughs> like, but at the same time, struggling so much with care and go my tour and I would go, you can't like literally went into these rants where it's just like, you can't allow yourselves to go full theme ahead. Like this want to have all of these living things in your homes without understanding the care that they need, understanding that you have to start with light first and just really digging into that. How can you make that plant a part of your living space uh, and thought about with intention as you do with all the other things in your life and in your home that puts you and your space together in a way that you feel like you've done something that is challenging, one, but also beautiful. On that note, can you pivot to understanding color theory? Because I think that is such an interesting idea that you talk about when styling with plants. Um, I love the idea of, of just of pushing and pulling with darker and lighter foliage together. Uh, let's say you just have a bunch of hanging plants, cascading vines, different types of pothos. Maybe you have a silver pothos next to a satin pothos. Your silver pothos is going to have this more, I would say, whites and pale greens, while your satin pothos is going to have more of those uh, olive and uh, darker greens. And how you're creating depth with just those two plants next to each other. And that push and pull that really feels bolder and brighter than if you just went with the same shade of green or the same type of plant. But when it comes to styling, it's like, well, what's going to work best in this light? And then now, because now we know what type of light we need, we have all these plants that can fit really well in this type of light. Let's think about the other things that are in the room that we are styling or that we have here. What kind of textures do we have? What type of colors do we have? If our walls are white, what might be a really nice uh, pop of color? Like you don't always have to have color created with uh, your inanimate objects like your throw pillows or your bookshelf and having all your books color coordinated. I've seen a lot of that around or you're thinking about a a rug and how the colors there react to your wallpaper you can have a nice plant that has that sort of pop or that you know over time releases little pops of color like blooming plants that throw out colorful flowers like anthuriums maybe orchids things like that that are forever changing and and showing off later um that can reveal something later that's really uh special so i think that's what most plant stylists would throw up some air quotes over here, but uh, <laughs> that's how they would operate when going into a space. Okay, that leads me to uh, your term designer plant. Like you just said, a plant can shape a room the same way a rug, a piece of art, or a couch might do. And my favorite designer plant is the philodendron brantianum brandy. You got it. Brantianum. Yeah, yo, brandy. Yeah. <laughs> I just go with brandy. It's a beautiful plant, right? Like coined as designer plants, just because anytime I saw something that had a almost like designer quality, as in like its pattern and its quality of, of texture, whether it was very delicate, whether it was very um, 
old and 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 tough as far as its feel, or if it was just based on the actual look of the plant itself. And sometimes it's cost, right? There are a lot of uh, rare plants out there that have a nice price point where you're just like that plant is more than I paid for my car. So let's not buy that plant <laughs> uh, right now. At the end of the day, it's all art at some point mimicking life, right? So a lot of these plants just have things that mimic what we already have in our homes. Like the one plant that I just can't ever get over will be the Monstera elbow, which is this beautiful variegated plant that obviously when, you come, when it comes to variegation is unpredictable. You can have a leaf that is mainly white with a bit of speckled green and uh, dark greens and light greens, or you can have a leaf that is mainly green, but with a little splash of white in it as if someone threw some paint at it, right? Uh, but then you also have all these splits and they'll have like a few holes in them. That plant to me has a direct connection to marble. So when I see it, when I see that plant, I think marble um, right away. I go, that's what marble looks like to me. And if you have a plant like that, whether it's the um, Alacasia capria, which is uh, Latin for copper. This plant looks like any of the, I would say, pieces of, of fluted furniture because there's so many fluted pieces out there, right? Um, uh, I actually came out with a fluted plant stand when I had my first Target collection. That sort of style is so in right now that that capria, when placed in the room, when you're looking at that plant, and you also have another fluted piece in the room, it'll pull your eye from that plant back to the other piece that kind of resembles that look. And I think that's what designer plants do. They remind you of something else that is in a living space that can make a space feel a bit more exciting, a bit more special. Um, so the brandy, to me, feels just like if it was a direct pull from deep, I would say, wood grain of uh, walnuts or a red maple. So whenever I try to style these plants, I try to make sure that there's a lot of either, as I said this earlier, but there's a lot of either, uh, I would say like push and pull with that plant versus the planter that it's in or a particular piece of furniture, texture, color that is also close to that plant. So moving from designer plants to the biggest celebrity plant there is. Last time we chatted about Frank, your Italy yeah. fig, and you've renovated since the last time we talked. So where is he situated today living his best life? Frank is living his best life in the sunroom of our home. And I think the thing that makes his life better now is that we actually have a home, which means we have an outdoor area, whether he gets to sit on the north side of our house, the south side, west side, east side. Clearly, he has to always be on the north side or on the or the east side. He can't take the light of the south or the western lights um, outdoors because they'll, they'll get fried. Um, but he's 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 in our sunroom for most of the year, and we have these beautiful large windows on two sides of him that he gets to look out of every day. It's weird <laughs> to talk about him like your this. other child, <laughs> exactly. First child, I'll say. Um, yeah, he 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 really he's really enjoyed this transition from um, our apartment, um, where he really got to showcase himself to a space that ha has become his because he does overlook everything else in the room because he is the biggest plant in there. 
He's the star. He's the star. He's the star. I mean, just like I talk about, and I did talk about this in Wild Creations, talk about star plant. It's like if you have multiple children, you don't think about one as the star of your children, right? You, and, and it's the same case when it comes to plants. Like there were, there were so many people really focusing on these high-priced plants that when you do get a high price one, I understand it. You have to, you, you don't want that plant to die. So you put a lot of energy in trying to make sure that they stay alive. But in doing so, all your other plants don't receive attention and they kind of fall to the wayside. And then now you have a, a bunch of plants that are just dying because their value isn't as, as perceived as this other plant that has a dollar value versus a I'm a living thing value. So I really have to lean into that whole idea of is that, yes, Frank is, my, I'll say he's my firstborn. I love Frank so much. But Frank's value is the same level as this new plant I just brought in. It is my job to make sure that both of them get the exact amount of care. When I see that plant suffering, it then makes me feel bad. And that's not something that I want. Plants are living things. They're going to change and they're going to uh, uh, shift towards what their new environment is, right? When they're at the, the greenhouse or the nursery that you're, you're purchasing them from, they didn't start off in that space. They started off in like a really bright greenhouse with great humidity and getting all of this light. And now you're honestly forcing them inside of your home. <laughs> these, are, these are all plants that would prefer to be living outside or in a really nice, humid greenhouse with tons of indirect bright, indirect light, right? So uh, when it comes to the idea of styling them in like in a space, you have to be considerate of that light first. And then you can just have the fun. Like you can play with all of these ideas of color, texture, shape, what sort of designer plants can I now put on a pedestal to make it feel like art, um, this living art that's here in my home. Like that's to me, like that's the the fun um, after you understand uh, what will work in your home. Okay. You just said the word pedestal. And in the book, you were talking about how you're over the term plant stand. <laughs> I mean, that was just a, you know, a small wink uh, as far as I, I love, I, I love plant stands, but let's elevate it a bit, right? Let's make it feel a bit more special. Anything on a pedestal stands alone, right? If you're putting uh, a piece of art on a pedestal, you're trying to tell us, any, anyone coming into your home or to yourself, that this is special. We talk about putting up like people on pedestals. Those are people who are, are made to feel special. Uh, when it comes to your plants, they should be made to feel special. So if you have a plant stand, consider it a pedestal. It helps to lift a plant higher in a space, like a smaller plant in a smaller pot now has, has presence uh, is not just uh, uh, alone in a like a windowsill or on a little table. It's now there to be seen, to be uh, uh, put pushed into someone's face to say, "Look at me, I am I am awesome." And I think like that is something special that all of us who are considering bringing plants in should start to look for. And there are so many beautiful pedestals. Uh, slash plant stands out there. They allow for this almost tiering or leveled look where you can kind of stack them together and have a plant that's maybe only a foot off the ground. Now you have one that's three feet off the ground. Now you have this big tree that's above all of them. And it kind of creates that sort of, of outdoor-esque look in your space. So 
Last question, and it's the future of plant care. Um, Are there any trends you're excited about in 2023 or any emerging technologies you're excited about for 2023? Uh, What what am I excited about? I'm excited about everyone getting involved into, like I would say, the more challenging uh, plants, of course, and understanding care. There's a lot of apps that are being created. People are working on a lot of apps that can help you better understand care, that can help you make sure that you are tending to your plants. There's a lot of beautiful uh, living wall setups that are going to be made, not just for like corporate or commercial spaces, but for the home that are easier to install that are really nice. I'm excited for that part of it, but it's... I just really want, I really want people to start thinking about um, their, their homes in a way when it comes to plants as a blank canvas of sorts where they are now applying plants, not just for that added bit of greenery or life in it, but to see it as how does that placement of that plant, how does that planter uh, with that plant, how does the uh, stand or pedestal that it's on, how how does that affect not just the room, but affect me and how I exist in my space? So that's what I'm excited for. I don't know about technologies themselves and, and what what is going to happen there. I'm a big believer in the hands-on part of, I would say, plant care. While there's self-watering planters, I don't get joy out of letting something else just do the work for me. It's the tending to process that I reap real tangible benefits from when it comes to plant care. Like I like to go through those motions. I like to fill up a watering can. I like to pour water slowly and watch it be absorbed by the soil. I like to wait and see water trickle out of the drainage hole into a base tray. I enjoy those moments. Those are those are the things that got me to this point that make me excited and passionate about plants and plant care and plant people. I like being in it. I speak about this in my last book, Wild Creations, because I felt like that was the book to talk about it with, is that plant care to me, tending to plants, taught me not just how to be better for plants. It taught me how to be better for all the living things that are in my life how to tend to them, how to sit and be patient. Don't react to the first thing right away because that is that could be just acclimation, right? Like you, when you're early into it, you're like, no, I just got this plant, it's dying, what happened? You just don't know, like it's acclimating to your space. Your, your best friend could be acclimating to what information you just provided them with. Allow them to take it in, absorb it, react to it, And then maybe you sit back, be patient, and then as they are reacting to it, then you uh, uh, respond or then tend to it. To me, it opened so many other doors, not only in my life, but in myself, in my idea of who I am in my heart of like, how can I be better for everything around me now? And that was it. That was the process. It was the tending to, it was the getting uh, a bit uh, overwhelmed by what was happening with Frank. Like what what like being in there and going, what is going on with you? But I can't, I can't figure this out. Do you need to be over here? Do you need this? Do you need this type of water? And I thought about it, I was like, I mean, I never even give that sort of attention to my best friend, my mom, the real relationships in my life. Oh yeah, I, I did say a certain thing that probably affected the way this individual reacted to that. 
instead of reacting the way I did, I should have just changed that feeling and thought of it. Uh, or I should have saw it earlier because I was paying attention to those small changes and those shifts like I do when Frank has all of a sudden a smaller leaf that grows after he just grew something really big. What happened here? Right. Like, so when it comes to technology and, and allowing technology to do that work for you, there is something being missed. So while I am excited about technology when it comes to plant care, because I think everyone uh, would benefit from not killing plants, I do think the best part of plant care is the tending to plants part. That's where you find that happiness. So when plants make you happy, that's why. And that's how it all comes together. Where can we find you on the web and social media? You can find me on Instagram uh, at Hilton Carter. You can find me on TikTok at The Plant Stylist. You can find me on uh, my website at thingsbyhc.com. And you can find me on the Magnolia Network, on many workshops about plant care. You can find my book where books are sold, definitely at Target. And you can find my new Target collection, Planters, Plant Pedestals, let's say, in whole greenery. Um, at Target starting uh, April 2nd. So uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And if you're out in the world, you might just find me just uh, on book tour because I'll be on a book tour starting uh, March 28th. And I'm going to be in many cities throughout the U.S. and I'm going to travel abroad as well. Wow. Today we went to the plant church of Hilton Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is is literally how my tours go. And that's how these things come together. Look, the idea of sitting with other plant people or talking to people who love plants about plants, we can talk forever right so that to me is important to get that stuff out and that's how my wife was like all you do is just rant and I was like I need to put a chapter in my book called plant rants and that's how it came up <laughs> she's like you really go up there and you just start going in and some people feel uh excited about it some people feel seen like they're like oh yeah he's right some people feel like I'm attacking them but that is like church right? <laughs> I guess I guess that is and I'm not going to say that living wild is a bible it's more of a designer Bible when it comes to plants, but plant people feel it. They understand the true joy of plants and they want that as well. When I'm preaching about plants, it's like I'm preaching to the choir. So it's awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today on Decorating by the Book podcast. It was so great to have you back. It was so great to be back. I really appreciate it, Susie. Thank you so much. Follow Decorating by the Book on Instagram. And thanks for listening to the one and only interior design book podcast, Decorating by the Book.